He is <laughs> Troy Smith of the Hamilton Bulldogs and a, and a self-avowed greatest Dixie Chicks fan in the world. Is that correct? Uh, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I, I have to admit that I have seen them now twice in concert, and they uh, they were tremendous. I have no problem admitting that I enjoy a good band. Do you have the Dixie Chicks t-shirt that you'll be wearing to the rink next time? Uh, no, I, I didn't pick up a t-shirt. I, I thought about picking up one of those uh, illegal ones there for five bucks on my way out, but I thought better of uh, promoting crime. Well, there's either that or there's the <laughs> Dixie Chicks hot pants that you could have worn to the rink as well, you know, the uh, just for something different. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that they would fit my body type. That's kind of like me trying to wear some uh, some Lululemon lines. I'll, I'll stick to, the, to my regular Banana Republic style. Uh, the voice you're hearing, of course, is Troy Smith, the associate head coach and assistant general manager of the Hamilton Bulldogs, uh, who just actually finished a meeting with uh, prospective billets for the players this year. We're going to get to that in just a minute. Before we do, though, Troy, I want to ask you this. Um, the NHL awards are on right now, and Gary Bettman just came out to do a kind of a moving tribute to the NHL players who just died. Do you th- I think the NHL awards are the only place in public he ever goes and doesn't get booed. Uh, you're, you're probably right. And uh, you know what? I, I have to admit, uh, I look forward to that this weekend <laughs> in Buffalo. And, you know, it, it's, 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 interesting because obviously the highlight is is when one of your players gets drafted and you see them you know reach a a key goal in their life but my other two favorite parts are are hearing gary get booed and then when gary gets up there and you know does his uh his famous i have a trade to announce and uh there's always excitement when that happens i was there in new jersey when they were booing him absolutely relentlessly and and he got their attention by letting them know that uh, the devils picked up Corey schneider so it's always fun but uh, i think it goes with the job. Well, I was, you know, when you watch the finals this year, they, the final game is down. You know, where I don't remember where was the final game this year. It was uh, Pittsburgh and um, San Jose. Hall. And San Jose, yeah. Since sorry, yeah, it's, it's been a long time, right? It's been like three days. Um, <laughs> but in San Jose, like you would think that Gary Bettman of anybody would be well thought of. He brought the team there. He supported the expansion. Everybody's gonna love. Everyone's gonna love Gary Bettman in San Jose. And it was vicious. It was louder there than probably anywhere ever before. Well, that's what happens when the home team loses, right? They, they got to take so. it out on somebody, and who better to blame <laughs> than the commissioner? <laughs> I um I want to ask you by the way just before we get to this other stuff we um we, as I say he's doing a uh, a thing right now to the passed on Gordy Howe and Ed Snyder and these other great hockey players who uh, who we've lost in the last little while we were having a debate in here the other day and I, you were supposed to come on the other day we couldn't do it you couldn't your, your time was uh, you couldn't fit it in but. Who do you put? Give me your top five. If you were listing the greatest five hockey players of all time, who is your list? Who would have to be? Uh, for me, it's, oh, boy, that, that's real tough. I'm going to go Wayne Gretzky. I think after that, you, you, I don't think you can argue Gordy Howe. Merida Lemieux. I'm going to forget somebody in here. Bobby Orr. And I'm going to go with the Hamilton favorite, who I believe is underrated still, and Harry Howell. Really? As one of the top? Oh, wow. Well, you know what? Him and Harry well, would love that. personal choice. Yeah, no, and that's okay. You're allowed, to, uh, you're allowed to be that way. If you're talking purely as great human beings, absolutely Harry's in there. I don't know if he's top five all time, but we'll give him that. We'll absolutely give yeah. him that. It's, uh, <laughs> Harry truly is one of the great guys. Uh, are, you a, are you a year-round hockey guy, Troy? Do you step away, or are you uh, like hockey, hockey, hockey? No, it's it's pretty much hockey, hockey, hockey. I think you know, especially with the the dual titles, uh, you, you have no choice in junior hockey, and I think that's what people uh, 
maybe don't realize you know it, it's different than pro and pro you've got your you know eight nine months where you're you're full time at the rink and then you know they can go off to their cottages or, or go home to their families whatever it may be and get away but in junior hockey there's so much on the go whether it be our import draft that's coming up you know getting host families ready for next year trying to sign players um you know and then billet families so you wear a lot of hats in junior hockey and it, it, it's really a good place to grow and a good place to uh, to build your experience to, to, to move on and, and be a valuable asset in different areas uh, when you do turn pro. How do you explain to people, because again, the OHL is still very new here. I mean, we had it a long time ago, but relatively speaking, it's very new. Explain the, the import draft. Explain how well, that works, and, and we'll start with there. How does that work? Well, it, it's through the entire CHL. So there's the 60 teams that, that take part in it. And you're only allowed to have two on your roster that would be from outside North America. Now, there is a small rule in there that if there's a player that's taken in the first round, you're able to, to have three on your protected list. But the, that's First round of the out. NHL. Yeah, first yeah. round NHL draft pick. Now, um, the way it works, it, it's a little bit more difficult. It's actually a draft where you probably spend more time on one player than you do, you know, in in a lot of the the priority selection. It's probably about the same amount of work because you know you're constantly on the phone with agents to find out what their contract status is over in Europe. Will they come? Um, you know, there's a variety of different things. Finding out what type of person they are, finding out what kind of player they are. And it's just a lot of phone calls, but that all takes place on Tuesday after the NHL draft, which allows a little bit of clarity as to who's coming over. And, um, yeah, it's online, and it's an exciting draft uh, for the people that are involved. I think from afar, it's a little bit dull just because you really don't know uh, what what you're drafting. Well, how do you like? How do you scout? Because I understand here, you can, the the Ontario Hockey League, with a few teams that are down into the States, but you can scout around Ontario it's a it's a drive to go and look at a guy you like a guy who plays in Don Mills or wherever you can go see him how do you scout the guys who are overseas in Russia or Sweden or wherever and actually have any idea if they can play well we were lucky this year because the under 18 tournament was in Grand Forks Mm. Dakota so Steve and I took a trip down there and saw a number of the players that are eligible Uh, in other years you may have to go overseas to see that and beyond that it's relying on the relationships that you have in hockey, and that's you know trusting guys that are NHL scouts that uh, that have seen these players in their travels. And the other side would be you know some video scouting. Video is so prevalent now, and I'll use Yannick Weber as an example as a former American Hockey League bulldog. I can remember my first job that I had to do for Pete DeBoer and Kitchener was was video scout Yannick, and it was taking video from the World Junior Tournament and breaking it down, and then basically presenting to, to Pete what I thought uh, Yannick could be for our hockey club and thankfully it worked out well to where uh, Yannick was a solid player for us and, and obviously has went on to a great career. But is it I mean it really sounds Troy like it is in much more large measure than the uh, the priority selection it's a bit of a crapshoot. You know, you, you can make your mistakes for sure. I think, um, you know, obviously that happens. And, you know, it is a crapshoot because you have to trust that the agents are being honest with you that a uh, player will come or, or, or won't come 
whatever it may be, whatever their contract status is. It's definitely more difficult to navigate your way through, but that's where trying to build relationships, whether it be um, you know, with scouts that you trust for proper information or agents that you trust with proper information is, is really important. What, um, what number do you guys draft out of the 60? Uh, we're at number 11. Number 11 and, yeah, 11. Is, um, he played overseas last year. Is Austin Matthews available for the Bulldogs? <laughs> I wish he was. He, he's actually property of the, uh, I believe he's property of the Portland Winterhawks because he's an Arizona kid. He, he's already been drafted in the Western Hockey League. Just before we get, I, want, I do want to get to the billet stuff, uh, but just before we get there, um, there was an announcement today officially that Las Vegas was going to be the home to a new NHL team. We've known this for quite a while. Um, you played hockey, as I understand it, for a year in, uh, where did you play, in Louisville? No, in uh, Louisiana. Yeah. Not exactly Las Vegas. I understand the two are very different, but it's the south, it's hot, it's sweaty. Do you expect that NHL hockey is going to work in Las Vegas? What was, uh, your, what was do, your experience? I, I think that, uh, you know, what? ironically enough, I never played a regular season game, but I had signed with the Las Vegas Wranglers, and it was the year of the, the lockout. So we ended up with a ton of defensemen, and Glenn Gullitson, of all people, who was just announced as Calgary's mm-hmm. head coach, traded me to Lafayette. But um, I was in Vegas for about three and a half weeks, and, and I think it'll work. You know what? I, I think there's obviously going to be some some concerns for players just making sure that they stay on the straight and narrow that said it'd be a great place to live because you know there's always things to do whether it be concert shows um you know boxing matches things like that but uh, i also think that with the amount of people that are, are driven to that community you're going to get your casual hockey fan and then you're going to get some people that live in town that are going to want to go and watch them it'll be I, I think it'll be really interesting to see what the crowd is like and and what I mean by that is, you know, when you talk about, you know, those non-traditional markets, places like Florida where, you know, the Leafs come into town and, and it's not a, a true hometown advantage. It'll be interesting to see if that's the way Vegas is where people, you know, like from Toronto or Chicago or Minnesota start flying there when their teams are in town and kind of overtake the building and, and really create a, a visiting team advantage. That's what I'm interested to see. I want to see if there's slot machines on the back of each of the seats so you can actually gamble <laughs> during the game it gets a little slow it's a little boring and throw a nickel into the slot machine all right let's get on to what you were talking about today with your meeting you had a meeting with prospective billets down at uh, first ontario center um is this is this difficult to find people to put up players uh it's it's not always easy, you know, and the reason for it is, is we live in such a big city that, you know, there's some geography that becomes involved, and, and also it is a big commitment. But uh, I've been really happy with the way people have responded over the last, I guess, 13 months since I've been here, and, and we've had a lot of good families step forward. And uh, for me, I've been on both sides of it where I've been a billet, and we've billeted players, and then I've had a fantastic experience with it. And, uh, you you know, the more good people that we can get involved in it, the better it'll be for our whole organization. Do you pitch it like I did when I was introducing and saying you were going to be on here at the top of 7 o'clock hour? I pointed out the fact that, you know what, uh, all you have to do is say one of these players like could be like Wayne Gretzky. You could be billeting Wayne Gretzky. That that makes it very appealing to people. I mean, of course, if you get the fourth line guy who plays one minute a week and, and you know, goes nowhere, <laughs> it's it's less so. But you could have the Wayne Gretzky of your generation in your house for a whole year. You could, for sure, you know, or or you get the Troy Smith who plays the one minute, like you <laughs> mentioned, but, 
you know. For but me, he rakes the leaves and cuts the grass, so that's okay. Yeah, for, exactly. <laughs> for me, it's more about the relationship, and you know, and I'll use the two guys lived with us, Sean McCosh, who went on to a a great American League career, a cup of tea in the NHL. You know, it was great to watch him. You know, watch him in his career, and I, I still visit him. I was in Arizona over Christmas, and and we've built a lifelong relationship to where I consider him an older brother. The other player that we had was more of a, the one-shift-a-game guy and, and Todd Gleason, who now lives in North Bay, and I visit him every time we're up there. And I guess what I'm getting at is it's, you know, it, it's great if if that player ends up being an NHL player. You know, by the same token, if you watch him move on to CIS hockey and, you know, build a family and things like that, it's more about building that lifelong relationship and having, um, you know, just, just something added to your life where, you know, it, it can be somebody who becomes an extension of your, your own family. Can anybody do it? I mean, I'm assuming there are some restrictions. If you have a uh, lengthy criminal record or something, you're probably <laughs> excluded. But, I mean, who, who could actually apply if they wanted to? Uh, anybody can apply. You know, the, the, each player that we have is, is different. Uh, he's a different individual, and part of my job is to try and take uh, the people that are kind enough to, to open their doors to our players and, and try to put together that puzzle where I place the player with the right situation. And, you know, at some people, you know, some of our players will have allergies. So if there's a dog, you know, it may not work. Whereas we may have a dog lover who tells me, hey, I want to live in a place where there's a dog or where there's lots of kids or, you know, it could be the opposite. I, I've had... Um, you know, I've had singles do it. I've had couples do it. I've had people who have kids. I have people who are empty nesters, never had kids. It's, it's a variety, but there's no real um, perfect formula for it. It's just about trying to find a match for each one of our individual players. So, Troy, if somebody was interested in doing this, even even if they were just interested in exploring whether they were interested in doing it, how do they reach out? How do they get to check out more about this? I know there was a meeting tonight. Obviously, they can't get there for that. So how do they follow this up? It's very easy. Just go to email info at hamiltonbulldogs.com, put in the the subject line that you're interested in the host family. That will be forwarded on to me, and I'll contact them from there. It would. Uh, it actually, you know what? Almost every single experience I've ever heard about for billet families has been positive. I, and, and you know, I'm saying that with you here. I would say it otherwise. Almost every single one that I've ever heard of, people have raved about afterwards. So if you're if you're interested in doing it, give Troy a uh, drop him a line. And and you know what? I, I suppose there's no uh, obligation. They can actually just ask a question, and they won't be locked in. You won't be at their door forcing someone upon them. No, absolutely not. I'd come over if they're willing to have me over for a visit, have a nice conversation, and then, you know, once I leave, they can send me an email telling me whether they'd like to move forward or not. It's definitely not a pressure situation, but I think the more people find out about it, the more they realize uh, what a great uh, part of junior hockey it is. Info at HamiltonBulldogs.com. Mark it to Troy with Billet Family, and uh, he will get back to you. Troy, thanks for doing this. That's great. Thanks a lot. That is Troy Smith, the associate head coach of the Hamilton Bulldogs.